What's up, guys? Marshall Gamer here. And before we start the podcast, I would just like to say thank you very much for supporting this podcast and any other content that I put out on YouTube, talk on Twitter, all that stuff. I'm on Reddit, you know, talking about Pokemon, having a good time with the community. I just want to give a shout out to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you before every episode of the podcast. You can check me out on Twitter at M underscore Marshall Gamer, on YouTube at Marshall Gamer. And you can find this on SoundCloud. I'm working on putting it on Spotify. These are just ways that you can communicate with me and enjoy the game that we all love. So thank you guys so much again, and I hope you enjoy the episode. What is going on, guys? Marshall Gamer here with the MGP Podcast once again. We are on week number four, episode four? Yeah, episode four, I believe. And Happy Fates Collide, the expansion is out, which is so, so amazing. I'm so happy that it's finally here. We've been talking about it, everyone's been talking about it, and Fates Collide has finally made its appearance into the meta, into TCG. Now, I believe there are about 21, I want to say 21's the number, 21 days until you can actually use these in tournament format. Okay, but on the Versus ladder on TCG, you are more than welcome to play with this deck. Uh, you can earn Fates Collide's packs now on the tournament, in the tournament prizes. Um, I'm sure the next Versus ladder, which goes up, it would be today, has uh, Fates Collide packs, I hope. But it's here, it's here, and we are still going to talk about it. Today, a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the podcast will be me talking about deck ideas. The set has been out for about three days now. For about three days, and it's time to look at what decks people have been trying, what cards are surprising to people, and also what's to come in the next couple months in preparing for Cruel Trader and Explosive Fighter, which will be the next installment. We're already talking about the next installment of the TCG series. But before we do anything else, we always start with how my day has been, because I like to tell you guys, I have had a long week. Got back from New York City, had a blast on that trip with a bunch of friends, made some great memories. Would I do it again? I don't know. New York is a little bit crowded for me. I'm not, I'm not totally sure if I would be um, one to fit in in that culture and that type of society, but in general, it was a lot of fun. Got to check out the Nintendo store. If you have not been to New York City in Manhattan, I very much recommend that if you do, you go to the Nintendo store. There are plushies galore. There are a bunch of demos. There was like a 30-foot screen that you can play. I played the new Star Fox that's going to come out. It was really, really cool, guys, so I recommend checking it out. There are TCG cards there. Nothing completely up-to-date, but you don't really expect that out of a store that mainly sells clothing, plushies, and just kind of collectibles. They also had... Uh, a little historic ring where they showed the portable systems and the uh, evolution of the Game Boy into the Nintendo DS. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Anything else in New York? I mean, nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. I bought some Pokemon manga for the airplane ride back, and I really like it. I'm not a huge reader in that aspect, but if I can get it for a cheap price and find it somewhere maybe on an ebook, I would totally read the manga because it gives you a side of Pokemon that connects to the game in a way that we wish the anime did. Um, it's not this weird and annoying Ash. It's more of an actual story with characters, and and it's not always about friendship. There are dark parts, there are light parts, and it's really, really enjoyable. So if you get a chance, I very much recommend that. 
Um, this week I'm back in my work schedule. It is summer. I'm about to start summer classes up very soon, so sad face for me. But, I mean, I can't complain. I can't complain. Making money, uh, enjoying the summer. It's beautiful here. Uh, I am in the state of Michigan in the United States, if you are listening from outside of the area and do not know where I reside. But that's what I'm doing. Feel free to always tell me how you guys are doing. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at M underscore Marshall Gamer because I'm always looking to talk to others. Now, on to the next part, which is the news. The news of what's what's new, what's what's been released in the past week, other than Fates Collide, because no duh, Fates Collide has been announced. We do have a couple more things. The first thing is a reminder about the Shiny Kalos tins. Alright, so there are Shiny Kalos tins that are supposed to be out on May 18th. May 18th, which actually happens to be my birthday. Uh, May 18th, you have the Shiny Kalos tins in Xerneas, Evil Tall, and Zygarde. Now, if I'm correct, the Zygarde is not a Shiny. Is it? I don't think it is. It might... I don't think it is. I don't think it's shiny at all. The Zygarde is normal. Uh, however, there will be a shiny evil... No, it actually is supposed to be shiny. So there you go. Uh, shiny evil tall and shiny Xerneas, you guys know, are completely different. I believe shiny evil tall is beautiful. Uh, it's got the right, white and red color scheme as opposed to white... Uh, as opposed to red and black. Um, so that is really nice. Xerneas is a light blue with white. Uh, instead of its kind of pink body color... I'm trying to think of normal Xerneas now on the top of my head, looking at the shiny version. Um, it's nice. It's nice. To, it's really cool, because now there's a tin out. There's, like, the summer-spring tin. Um, and you get Fates Collide's packed in these. Uh, Fates Collide, you get two of those packs. You get one Roaring Skies, and I believe you get a Breakthrough pack as well. Some people have said that they have been released early in some stores. Some stores have messed up and actually put them into the the shelves earlier than they actually should have been. So if you were at your local Target, Walmart, Walgreens, I don't know, your local game shop, some of them might have put them out a little too early. So if you see that, by all means, take it, send me a picture, show me what you got, show me the tin, I will definitely be getting one, maybe two, maybe three, and man, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I love tins. Tins are nice because they give you a little bit of a collectible. The tins are also storage. I store all my Pokemon cards in a bunch of tins. I have like 12. I have like 12 tins that are just filled with cards divided up by type uh, and things like that. So they're very nice. But that's just a brief announcement on the whole tin fiasco that is happening in just about two weeks. A little under two weeks. Looking at other news... We have a playmat that's coming out. Nationals has... It's, it's actually a really cool playmat. If you guys do compete in TCG in real life, which I wish I could... I wish I could. I really want to. If they weren't just on Saturday mornings, I totally would join a Pokemon tournament. I'm going to have to look around and see if there's anything that's nearby, but so far there has been nothing at Nationals. You will... I believe it's... Is it the winner? It's probably the winner. We'll get this playmat. And it shows all the mythical Pokemon. If you want to take a look at this, guys, you can probably search it up on Google. I am on Pokebeach.com, which is currently showing this news. It's got a little hexagonal pattern. Yep, hexagonal. 
kind of like a honeycomb pattern going on, and in each of the honeycombs, there is the legendary Pokemon. You have Genesect, Celebi, Jirachi, Victini, Mew, uh, Manaphy, Darkrai, Arceus, Keldeo, Meloetta, and Shaman. Those are the ones that are being released month by month in celebration of Pokemon's 20th anniversary and the mythical Pokemon that are usually events are being given out again each month. Uh, the, this month, in the month of May, we have Darkrai. So if you are one like myself who are collecting the Generations trading cards, I'm almost done with the entire set. Buy these. Buy the Darkrai. They're usually about 13 bucks if you go to your local supermarket or Target or things like that. They are usually about 13 bucks. You get the Darkrai promo, you get a Darkrai pin, and you get two Generations packs. I, I know a lot of people are buying these and they're keeping them in the box, but I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do it. Honestly, I have no idea how you how you can buy one of those boxes and not open it. I am so bad at that. If I buy a Darkrai box, I am shredding that thing open, putting the Darkrai in a sleeve, opening these generation packs. Because you can pull some amazing cards. This set is not something I want to stay in a box. I want to open it. I want to see the artwork. I want to see everything. The, the Radiant Collection is such a brilliant idea. I almost have the whole thing. I'm missing like two cards in the Radiant Collection. Maybe three. I think Dedene, Frostlass, and Mega Gardevoir. Um, recently, I, oh, I can tell you that in a minute. I opened a lot of packs recently. A lot of packs. Um, and I got some really, really amazing pulls too. But I'm almost done with that set. I just recently pulled the full art Flareon with the creepy Vaporeon and Jolteon in the picture with those big old eyes. Um, but yeah, the Darkrai box is out, the Mythical Pokemon Collection. So if you guys are out and about and you see it, I recommend getting it. They will be in history forever as a collectible. Very, very nice to have. But going back to where I originally started, there will be these playmats. Alright, there's going to be these playmats that you can get it as the winner of national, so if you play, something to look forward to are, is possibly getting one of these mats. But that's not really TCG news, just kind of something that I thought was cool. Um, the only TCG news that we really have that is new is the booster packs of Explosive Fighter and Cruel Traitor. They have been shown it's over the internet. You can find it, I promise, if you go to Google. There is a picture in a Japanese ad of the artwork for the booster boxes. Booster boxes. Booster packs. Uh, Volcanion is on one, while Shiny Gardevoir is on the other. Mega Gardevoir, I believe. Which are the two opposing Pokemon, supposedly in the movie. Um, I believe there's probably an evil Gardevoir, I would guess, in this movie. It is shiny. It kind of gives a dark appearance because its, dre its dress is dark. That's not the cool part, though. That is not the cool part of these packs' artwork. If you have looked at the artwork, or you have it in front of you, by chance, in the top right corner, you will see two other Pokemon in each pack. Well, one Pokemon per pack. They are break Pokemon, and these break Pokemon happen to be Xerneas and Eviltal. You heard that correctly. Xerneas and Eviltal are getting break evolutions in the TCG. 
I am incredibly excited and also incredibly scared at the exact same time. We do not have these. We do not have these. Um, also, the name, I believe the name of the set in America is called Steam Siege um, because of Volcanion. But, man. Oh, boy. Xerneas Break and Evil Tall. Let me break this down for you. Also, we do know before I jump in, the set has 108 cards. So it is still on a decent amount. It has a, de- it has a decent amount of cards in it. Not the 124, 125 that Fates Collide has, but 108 is still a, a very large chunk. However, going back to these break cards, Xerneas um, <laughs> Break I really like. Xerneas Break I really like because Xerneas EX, while it's getting reprinted, is an okay EX. I guess in the realm of fairy cards, it is very nice. Um, you have the attack breakthrough, I believe what it's called, 60 damage and 30 to a, an opponent's bench Pokemon. Or is it the first move? Breakthrough might be the second move. It's 140 for 4 energies, and you cannot attack with it next turn. That attack, at least. It's okay. Xerneas is okay. There's a lot of energy movement in fairy decks, so it kind of makes up for the large energy cost. However, it's it's not like a prime time card. There is a normal Xerneas, which I believe is getting rotated out with Geomancy that allows you to attach energies to your bench Pokemon. But Xerneas has always been a card that is right on the edge of being better than okay. In the scheme of fairy cards, it's it's always been it's been fine. You know, I, I helped my girlfriend actually put together a deck. Uh, she plays TCGO as well. And we were putting together a fairy deck, and whenever you get it to Xerneas, it's not a bad choice. By any means, it's really not at all, actually. It's more of just, you 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 feel like there's better cards out there. But Xerneas is really good, so I'm very interested, interested to see what Xerneas's break does. I'm guessing it's going to give it an ability, because a lot of fairies and a lot of productive fairies, I mean it, have good abilities, and Xerneas has some decent attacks, and attacks that bring effects that are nice, but an ability, maybe something like, I don't know, Delphox, and the new Delphox break, you can search for a fire energy, maybe it can search for a fairy energy. Um, fairy, fairy Pokemon are always about this movement of energy. I don't know, I think Xerneas is going to be really nice, and that excites me. Xerneas Break, let me make it clear, Xerneas Break excites me in all facets. What doesn't excite me is Evil Tall. Now, no, Evil Tall will not be bad. It's not going to be bad. That's not what I'm worried about. Evil Tall is not going to be bad. I'm worried about it being good. I'm worried about it being good, honestly. Evil Tall is a dominant, 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 dominant card in the TCG. Whether you have it in its EX form, whether you have it in its original XY form with Darkness Blade, or whether you have it in the new form with, uh, oh god, I forget what the attack is called. Uh, It has an ability where tools don't work. As long as it is your active Pokemon, I believe. And it has an attack that can do damage to the bench. 
they're all really, really solid, if not fantastic cards in the trading card game, especially when Dark is such a good type right now. Evil Tall and Zoroark are so good, and Evil Tall Break is just going to be broken. I, uh, they better not give it an ability. I imagine because the new Evil Tall only has one attack, that Evil Tall Break will be included with an attack, and what I really, really hope, I, I want all cards to be good, but I know in a meta, like a trading card game, is you need balance, you need balance, so some cards need to, they need to suck, really, and I want Evil Tall to kind of suck, Evil Tall Break, I want it to kind of be like Lugia Break, where it takes five energies, does 150 damage, and you discard two or three energies. That's an okay attack and not too great. That's what I want. What probably is going to happen is Evil's Hall Break is going to be phenomenal, and it's a stage one evolution, so you're going to see it be used. A decent amount. And that's scary. Evil Tall Break is something that you are going to see in the meta. I think Evil Cell Break is a 100% guarantee that you're going to see it in the meta. Until I see a picture and it's proven me wrong, I cannot see why any card that is Evil Tall is going to be bad so far. We will probably be seeing that in the next month or so, I imagine, because it's already May. The set comes out on August 3rd, which gives us three months, less than three months, like 88 days or something, to see this set move forward. And one thing that's nice is as card players, as collectors, as TCGO players, we are spoiled. We are spoiled by the fact that every three or four months, at least since I've started getting back into it big, which was Breakthrough, you've seen these sets come out so quickly and be leaked, so you're always seeing new information. And I'm excited uh, Volcanion EX coming in, the Megirna coming in, Mega Gardevoir EX, which I'm very interested to see because we already have one in Generations. It's going to be cool. Um, after going through Breakpoint, I looked at the set and I realized that there were a lot of cards that really did change the meta. I didn't feel that the set was going to make that big of an impact when it came out because my favorite cards were things like Mega Scizor and... Um, Mega Scizor, I really, really loved Mega Scizor. Uh, I liked Greninja Break, I also loved Golduck Break, but I did not anticipate things like Trevenant Break, which is... Was that Breakpoint? I want to say it is. Um, Greninja, though, being so good, and things like Fighting Fury Belt being so good, and there's just a lot of cards, little cards, little tech cards, really, that have changed the meta and, and replaced cards in a way that I didn't think it really would. Right now, looking at Fates Collide, I don't know if I see that same thing. Okay, I have the setup in front of me, and just glancing through it, I don't, I don't know if I see anything. What I see is this set being the beginning of a block. Okay, I see this set being the beginning of a block that's going to bring in a new type of engine. A new type of engine. If those of you who don't know, for those of you who don't know what an engine is, it is a. I mean, you know what an engine is. It makes a car run. It makes it makes some form of transportation move forward. It makes a computer run. It makes machines work. Uh, an engine is something in the card game that will drive a deck, whether that be an ability like Night March, or God, all I can think of is Night March or Deluge from Blastoise. Just certain abilities that are so good 
and may be common enough to where they can form an archetype. They can form a deck that will be used in tournaments. I don't see a ton in this set that build on what's already around. We know the Mew is a thing. Um, the Mew is the one thing that jumps out to me. Delphox Break. Uh, cards that jump right into the meta and fit right in. Um, I don't know. I don't really know. I think Regirock will make an, an imprint. I think Marowak will. I guess there's probably a good 7-8 cards that I would pick out of this set that are really going to stay in the meta. And maybe break it into like some top decks. I don't think, I don't, well right now I don't know, I don't think that anything's going to be breaking anything in terms of a new deck like Greninja Break, but I think these 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 cards are good tech cards. Marowak is a good tech card. Regirock is a good tech card. Um, I, I think they're going to be nice. Speaking of Fates Collide, I bought myself a booster box over the week. When I got back from my trip, I said, you know what? I'm going to buy a booster box and treat myself. Now, had I known that two days later I'd be paying money for a car repair, probably wouldn't have done it. But I already did it anyway, and man, I opened like 10 EXs in a row. I pulled the Secret Rare Alakazam EX, I pulled a Kingdra Full Art, I pulled an Altaria Full Art, I pulled a Genesect Full Art, I pulled um, Mega Audino Audino, I pulled um, I pulled a couple Hollow Delphoxes, I pulled Lugia Break, I pulled Bronzor Break, I pulled Omastar Break. There's a lot of really, really awesome cards that I pulled. Um, that set is a lot of fun to open. I didn't get Zygarde, but I got... I, I collect. I have a binder. I'm already 85% done with the set, which is pretty incredible because there's 124 cards. Uh, when I didn't open EXs, I was lucky enough to have opened rares that I didn't have. Every pack, for the most part, had a different rare, and man, that was nice. That was very nice, but I opened a booster box. I was going to put a video on about it, but I was already too excited, guys. I'm so excited when I open packs. Oh, Fates Collide is so cool. It's a cool idea. Um, first thoughts, now that the set has been out, it's a cool idea. I'm not convinced it's going to be as impactful as Breakpoint, um, which I really thought Breakpoint was. I know some people do not. I tend to disagree. What I did was I went on Reddit. I am a part of the Pokemon TCGO Reddit sub page where we all talk about the game we love. And I posted a question. My question was, what decks do you guys think you're going to be building in the format and which ones do you think are going to work and which ones do you think won't work? I myself am building a fossil deck, which I will dive into first. And I have a lot of responses we're going to go through ones that I think really highlight this list and show what you guys are really excited about. Now, I also posted this question on Twitter. So if you're going, hey, Marshall, I'm not on Reddit. How can I answer this question? Follow me on Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter, get one. Because I want to talk to you about this stuff. I can go down this list and show what everyone's excited about. This is an interactive podcast. Uh, I want you guys to talk to me about those kind of things. Like I've said time and time and time and time and time and time again. Back to what I was talking about, though. You know, I, I like to go off track a lot. I am working on a fossil deck. Okay. I'm working on a fossil deck. And man, has it been stressful. To say the least. If you don't know about the fossil Pokemon and Fates Collide... 
They can only be resurrected through a trainer card that lets you search the bottom seven cards of your deck and put that Pokemon on the bench if it is in those seven cards. Aerodactyl has one, Omatite has one, and Kabuto has one. <sighs> when I first made this deck, I put in four of each. Not four, I put a four line of Aerodactyl, four line of Kabuto, a two line of Omastar, and one Omastar break. This was awful, because I didn't have any basic Pokemon. So I was like, okay, why don't I have any basic? This makes no sense. I keep forgetting that this trainer card that revives these fossils, the, these fossil Pokemon are not considered basic Pokemon, therefore the deck cannot be used. So what I did was I looked at my typing. I saw I had colorless, I had water, and I had fighting. Well, ground, really, but the fighting color in the trading card game. So I chose Glaceon. I had two Glaceons, and I think Glaceon can kind of just fit into decks, just like Jolteon kind of can do and serve as a decent attacker and a basic Pokemon. I couldn't draw into him. It's so hard to draw into like two cards that are basics. Added some Lugias, because I'm a Lugia fan, and you know what? I want to play Lugia. It's not this like, this is not the deck to break all decks and be phenomenal. It's just I wanted to make a deck that works with these fossil Pokemon. So I put in about three Lugias. You know, just three Lugias. Um, their attack costs three colorless energies, and does 60 or 120. It does 120 if the Pokemon is an EX, so it's a nice EX killer. And has the ability Pressure, which reduces your opponent's attack by 20 on Lugia. So that's nice. So I was drawing into those, and the basic Pokemon were not too hard to get into. But I, I still was not getting these fossil Pokemon now. The whole idea of this conversation is to talk about that, talk about this fossil engine it's a really cool concept. Okay, it's really cool. Especially when I realized that I could just run two Omastars and Archie's Ace in the Hole. Because Omastar is a water type. And if I can get that in the discard pile, I can just put it on the bench and start bringing out Pokemon. Long story short, what I ended up doing was taking out all of the Kabutopses. Unfortunately, it's not a very good line uh, in the TCG. It's not very good. Uh, it's not really worth the evolution. Aerodactyl, however, however, very much is. Second attack, two colorless energies, 120 damage, and discards a special energy from your opponent's Pokemon. That is a really, really solid card. It's really, really nice. It has 120 HP, I believe, and it's just awesome. I have four old Amber Aerodactyl cards, the trainer cards, to try to pull that from the bottom of the deck, because you know what? You know, you think that it's kind of impossible to pull a card from the bottom seven, but if you think about it, you put six cards on your prize, so you're at 54. You put seven in your hand, draw one, so that's eight. So now you're suddenly at 46, and if you divide that by seven, it's not the worst chances in the world. It's not good, but it's, it's, it's very plausible with four of those cards in the deck to pull at least one Aerodactyl. So I have four of those. And the idea now is to bring Archie's Ace in the Hole into the deck to pull Omastar out and make sure these Aerodactyls have a space. I have a Shaman in there too. Right now I'm working with two Shamans, kind of working with it and seeing how uh, the, the balance works. And so far, it's better, but uh, this f I know, I know, I know, I know in the next set there has to be some addition to this engine. 
because if Pokemon does not act on this engine and try to make fossils a relevant thing, they're, they're missing out on such a cool idea. As I take a drink of the beverage in front of me, it's such a cool idea. It's, it's really cool to have these fossil Pokemon be resurrected and be so effective. You could bring in the new, the newer fossils that may come out in Sun and Moon. You can bring in Cradily. You can bring in um, Archaeops again. You can bring in these cards and have them be resurrected. Caracosta, there's a lot of water types um, that you could potentially do that are fossils. Um, what? We got Omastar. We have Caracosta. We have Tortuga. I don't know, there's a lot of... No, it's Caracosta from Tortuga. I think it is. I don't know, there's options. There's options to play with, and I think Pokemon would be missing out if they don't act on it. A little bit. It doesn't have to be break game-breaking like Night March. But they're kind of missing out if they don't do that. Uh, so I'm going to make this deck work one way or another. If you do... If you're, if you're subbed to me on YouTube, you will see that I will have a deck. Mark my words, I will have a deck that is fossil focused in some way right now i think it's only purpose sorry about that guys had to cut in i got a phone call in the middle of the podcast and as you know i do record the podcast on my phone as of right now anyway back to what i was saying about my deck the fossil engine is really cool i want to do it will i be able to do it it serves as a secondary attacker i think in the tcg right now Omastar with Archie's Ace in the Hole can serve a purpose. It just isn't going to serve a primary purpose at this time, which is a bummer, but, you know, it is what it is. It really it is what it is, not a big deal. Let's look at what you guys had to say, though, because there's a lot of cool deck ideas that we're seeing here that I think are really cool. I think are really cool. So let's go into it right now. So the first person that commented on my post, and again, my post asked, what are your ideas about decks? What do you think is going to work now that it's been out for a couple days and you've actually gotten to see it and hold the cards or they're in your collection? What do you want to mix with what? The first thing I saw had Wormadam in it. And ladies and gentlemen, Wormadam in most cases is an awful Pokemon. In this case, it still kind of is. But, let's, let's, hold, let's dive into it and hold on before we actually do something. What is Wormadam in the TCG? Well, there are three. And this deck involves the fighting Wormadam. Now, Wormadam and Motham both evolved from Burmy. This deck also includes Motham, and I will dive into that in one moment, but right now what this Fighting Wormadam does is that it has one Fighting Energy to hit you with Sand Spray, which is 30 damage, and Twin Bomber as the second attack, 60 damage, plus 60 if you have a Motham on your bench. Okay, so if Motham's on your bench, this is a Pokemon that can attack with three Colorless Energies for 120. Aerodactyl can do 120, and discarded Special Energy with 120 HP, so it's better, but right now we're talking decks that people are playing with. Nothing, again, game-breaking, it's just what you're playing. This deck involves Wormadam, it involves Motham, Shaman, Servine, yes, 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 you see Servine, we'll go into that plenty, and let's see, is there anything else here in this deck, because I want to show you guys 
what everyone was talking about. Um, all of them. I want to see all the comments. Come on, Reddit. You let me down. Where is it? Where did it go? You're hearing a technical difficulty right on stream. There it is. So, it also runs, runs Focus Sash. And let me explain this now. So, Motham has an ability. Okay, and Motham's ability is very, 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 very specific. Like, super specific. And it states, as often as you like during your turn, you may move one damage counter from one of your Wormadam to another one of your Pokemon. This is where Focus Sash comes in, and as to why they are running the Fighting Wormadam. Hits you for damage, go down to your Focus Sash, you have 100, uh, 100 damage counters on your Wormadam. Well, what you do is you can use Mothim to move all those damage counters to another Pokemon on the bench, such as Shaman. Now, it's a little risky because Shaman also has 110 health. So I would probably be running a thicker Pokemon, a fatter Pokemon on the bench. But then you can use Max Potion and heal the entire thing. So suddenly all that damage is gone and Wormadam is healthy again and can, can continue to hit for 120. It's cool. It's cool and it makes things work and you might say, well, this is a little slow. However, let me help you. We run Forest of Giants, pl Forest of Giant Plants in this deck as well. Forest of Giant Plants allows Grass Pokemon to ev evolve as much as they would like during any turn. Burmy is a Grass type, and so is Motham. Now, Wormadam is a Fighting type, so do not quote me. I I believe you may not evolve into a non-Grass type with Forest of Giant Plants. I would have to try it out for myself because it is such an uncommon scenario, but I'm assuming that you cannot. However, you can evolve into Motham right away, which is really, really nice. Now let's see, how much HP does Motham have? Motham has 90, which makes this deck even greater, because with 90 HP comes Level Ball. You can pull Motham or Burmy out of your deck, no problem. This deck really, really strives on... Weather... On... on so weather ball on level ball and now hold on i'm seeing a picture of these wormadams and they are at 120 hp and the website i'm on says 110 so what i'm going to do right now is verify that i think it is 110 okay it is 110 for the wormadam there is a typo along here but that's not the problem back to what i was doing motham servine snivy burmy they all go on 90 HP, which means you can pull them out with a level ball. You don't need an ultra ball. You don't need to discard anything, which is really cool. It's a cool concept, and I actually like it. Now, what does Servine do, you might ask? Well, you probably know. Servine evolves from Snivy, and when you do, you can flip a coin, and if heads, you have paralyzed your opponent's Pokemon. You also run the Evolution Spray in the stack to continuously paralyze someone eventually it will work eventually the so-called hacks will break through and you know what i have no problem with that i have no problem with that you can also use something like super scoop up they said to help you recover damage counters and help pokemon heal up if motham is not there so there are a little bit of there's there's a handful of distractions in this deck there's a handful of distractions and it's cool it's cool. I never thought that I would see Motham and Wormadam actually show up in someone's deck ideas, but you know what? All power to you, man. 
all power to you. I hope that you really, really make your deck work. This person's name is Venomous Woe. So Venomous Woe, if I see you on TCG, I hope this deck kicks my butt because I will be thoroughly impressed. Moving on. The next card that are that has been featured in a lot of these posts is Carbink. Uh, the Carbink is the safeguard Carbink, and we knew that the Carbinks are going to be showing up a lot. But the combination that I am actually in love with, I'm in love with a combination, and I'm going to try it 3,000%. It is my next deck that I'm going to try to build from this set that you will see on YouTube. It is Carbink. Carbink, Carbink Break mainly, and Metacham. Okay, let me make sure I bring this up in front of me so that I can see it. Let's see. Now remember, I'm scrolling up and down comments off of a Reddit post that I made. Let's see. I don't see it in front of me, but what it was is the Carbink Break allows you to attach two of any types of energy from your discard pile onto your bench Pokemon. Carbink is a stage one. It's very easy to get moving. You can run Focus Sash. You can run whatever you want. You obviously run Strong Energy. And all this does is kind of give Metacham some help, especially with Safeguard. Now, at first I thought, why wouldn't you run the other one that helps uh, Energy stay attached? That's not a focal point with Metacham. Metacham doesn't need a lot of Energies Especially with Celebi EX, you might throw a Celebi in there, which allows you to use Metatite's attack, which is only one energy. Uh, and Safeguard helps you with the EXs, so Carbink comes along and you suddenly don't have to deal with all of these EX Pokemon. Carbink can work around it. Now there's Hex Maniac. I know it's not a 100% wall. If it was, it wouldn't be in the TCG because that's broken. But it's nice. I think Carbink Break, Carbink Break, and Metacham are going to be a phenomenal duo, and you will see me using it. I can promise you, you will see me using that deck because it's such a cool idea, and it's not a new deck; it's just an edit. Same thing that Breakpoint did. Fates Collide, I hope does. I haven't seen it really that much, but in terms of the fighting Pokemon in in the meta, it does accomplish the idea of adding on to what already already exists. And that comes in with Carbink Break and the Metacham decks and fighting decks in general. But this deck is going to be phenomenal, I think. It's something that you you have to run. You you have to run Carbink and Metacham once. You you got it. If you got the cards, it's kind of a no-brainer at least in my mind to give it a shot because it gives a fighting deck that is a little frail, some bulk. And that makes it a very solid deck in my opinion. So I'm trying to find the post in itself to give credit, really, to give credit to the person who posted it. I cannot find it, though, so I do apologize to whoever posted it. If they are listening to the podcast, I hope they are, but if they're not, you know what? It's okay. Moving on, the next deck type that I do want to look at is the Reuniclus deck type. Um, man, I wish this could be really cool. If you don't know what the Solosis, Duosia, and Reuniclus line does, if Solosis is on the bench, and there's a Solosis in the active position, for potentially one energy with Dimension Valley, because each Pokemon has an attack that costs two damage counters, Solosis can hit for 40 damage if there is a Solosis on the bench as well. 
onto Duosion. If you have a Duosion in the active, and you happen to have a Solosis on the bench, and you happen to have a Duosion on the bench, this attack does 90 more damage. 30 if there's a Solosis on the bench, and 60 more if there's a Duosion. Those together equal 90. The attack now does 100 for 1 energy. Reuniclus. 10 damage, plus 30 if there's a Solosis, plus 60 if there's a Duosion, and plus 90 if there is a Reuniclus. And yes, they do stack, so that is 190 damage. That can kill a lot of things, especially with a Muscle Band, for potentially 1 energy. Guess what sucks? Greninja. Greninja Break. Trevenant Break. Xerneas EX. Evil Tall from Breakpoint. Do I... I mean, I can keep the new Bronzong Break from Fates Collide. Alakazam. Bats. Uh, you get the picture. There's a lot of things that can hit the da- hit the be- the bench for damage. And Solosis only has 30 HP. Duosion only has 60. And Reuniclus, a stage two, only has 90 HP. That's not very good. And that's why this deck I don't think will ever really work. It's gimmicky. If there was a faster way, like a forest of giant plants in psychic types, it would make sense. It just doesn't. I think it will be something that I see, and it might even be something that I try, but right now, I don't see it. Now, this deck in front of me runs Wobbuffet, I imagine, to get rid of the Greninja effect, to get rid of the Trevenant effect, but my biggest problem with Wobbuffet is that it has to be in the active position, so at that point, unless you have a Floatstone on it, it's kind of pointless. It's just a sitting duck until you've set up your Reuniclus, and maybe that's the point. To which I say, touche, cool, maybe it will work. But it doesn't seem stable, you know? It seems like it's a Perfect Storm deck, and Perfect Storm decks are ones that... They, they, you need the best hand possible to make it a thing, and if you need a best hand to make something work... I don't think it's worth doing. That's just me. I do like the Reuniclus line and what they're going for. However, I just unfortunately don't think it's going to work. On to the next deck. There's there's one deck that I do want to mention before I go into probably the last one in the bulk of this deck conversation. And that is Snorlax. <laughs> yes, Snorlax. Uh, Snorlax is in the expansion. That is very, very true. And Snorlax has an attack. Let me pull it up in front of me. As I, as you guys hear me scroll or hear me talk about scrolling, I just want to make sure I have the right card in front of me with the right attack. Snorlax has an attack that costs three colorless energies and is called Roll Over. It does 30 damage, and if Snorlax is asleep, this Pokemon hits for 90 more. 120. Now, going back to Aerodactyl, two colorless energies can still hit for 120. Guaranteed. Discard a special energy. Guaranteed, it's nice. Snorlax has a little more HP. Aerodact is still better, but Snorlax, it doesn't need any trainer card to summon. Uh, It's a little fatter, and with Hypno, with the ability Goodnight Babies, this can be a very cool gimmick. Um, Hypno has the ability Goodnight Babies that puts both active Pokemon to sleep. Snorlax can be put to sleep, Hit for 120, and it doesn't even want to wake up, because if it wakes up, it does less damage. 
That's awesome. Counters to this, Chaos Town, the trainer that came out in Fates Collide, has the ability to make sleep something that's an immunity. You can put it on the field and make a Pokemon immune to sleep. So that can maybe stop Snorlax, but Snorlax is a really cool gimmick, guys, and I, I kind of want to try it. You might see it in some Darkrai Hypno decks just as a troll, just as, just as a fat basic type to f- flop down in front of you. But, you know, it's funny, and I like it. So, Snorlax, you know, that's a really cool idea. Let's see this person's name. Snorlax. Southwind20C. Minus the, minus the massive EX decks that will come from this. A Hypno All Night Party new Snorlax deck would be humorous. There it is. It's humorous. And that's about all it is. So, finally, the last deck archetype I am going to dive into is one that could in fact rival that of Greninja Break. Uh, I don't think nearly as well, but it very much could, and that is Delphox Break. Okay? Delphox Break. Now, I've talked about Delphox Break before. You've probably heard other people talk about Delphox Break before. Delphox Break is Kind of all over the place. For good reason. So let's look at it, shall we? Let's see. We have Delphox sitting here in Fates Collide with the second attack, which is Psycho Storm. 20 damage times the amount of energy attached to all Pokemon. That's disturbing. Evil Ball plus a bajillion it's not both active Pokemon, it's not your active Pokemon, it's not your bench, it's everything. Psycho Storm can hit for a lot of damage. First attack does Flickering Flame 40 damage for one fire energy and put your opponent's active Pokemon to sleep. Delphox is a good card. Delphox Break makes it even better. 180 HP, so now you're in the range of an EX Pokemon. Flare Watch, an ability. Once during your turn... Before you attack, you may search for a fire energy and attach it to one of your Pokemon. It's an energy engine. What does the old Delphox do? The ability Mystical Fire, I believe is what it's called. You can draw up until you have up to five cards in your hand. A drawing engine. Delphox in the TCG is good, guys. It's really good, and it doesn't attack like Greninja does. But do not hesitate on the fact that Delphox could be a threat in this meta. It can be a threat. Now, Steel decks are not very prominent. Grass decks, they are... Vespaquin Vileplume is a thing. But Fire doesn't hold this huge presence. But don't sleep on it, guys. Be aware of Delphox. Play Delphox. Give it a shot. Give it a chance because this card will be good. You pair this with Blacksmith. You pair this with Entei the, uh, with the Ancient Trait allowing it to attach up to two tools. Flareon EX, Charizard EX. There are a lot of Pokemon that could use Delphox Break very wisely. What are the cons of this? Well, Delphox Break is a stage 3. So you would need to put out a Fennekin use a rare candy, and then evolve into Delphox Break. It's not the best, but it can work. 
Delphox would not prove as your main attacker. Delphox would be an engine in the background that's working very, very slowly. And you use a fire Pokemon that can hit fast and a fire Pokemon that can be effective in the front lines in a way that would be uh, effective, very effective. Looking at a couple, now there are multiple, I mean very many posts on this Reddit about Delphox. Uh, I'm looking at, let's see, fire type cards, Pyroar, it's a stage one, so that's okay. Um, someone used Moltres, and Moltres isn't that big of a, it's not very, it's not a very good card, but there's cards that you can put out in front, maybe Houndoom EX, potentially, that are quick enough to be useful, right off the bat, and let Delphox kind of get going in the background, and once Delphox gets going in the background, the amazing part about Delphox is that it can be used as an attacker. Delphox is effective, guys. Delphox can be used as an attacker, and that's scary. Truly, that is scary. Delphox is going to be good. Uh, I'm not going to say it's going to be as good as Greninja, because I am very shaky on that. But, man, I I think it's going to be pretty darn good. I really do. I really, really do. So pay attention to that, guys. But overall, those are the decks that people have been giving out to me. So if you have another deck idea, feel free to email me at mmarshallgamer at gmail.com. Tweet it to me at m underscore marshallgamer. Or just find me on TCG. I don't know. You can add me at marshallgamertp. There's ways to contact me. There's a lot of cool decks in this set. There's a lot of cool decks. And there's a lot of cool things that we have yet to explore and pair up together. So please, experiment, play, try new things out, fail. You learn from failure. And we will see how this set turns out. And hopefully soon we will be seeing how tournaments do, whether these char- whether these charts, cards make an impact or not, and move on to the next set. I, I just don't want this set to be something we gloss over because there's so many cool things in it. There's so many cool things. Like Delphox, like Barbarical, like Carving Break, like Delphox Break, like Glaceon, the Fossil Engine. Please play this set. Guys, we have hit the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for watch, or watching. I want to say watching every time because I'm bad at this still. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good night, depending on where you are in the world. Because, hey, you can be anywhere at this point. It is a podcast. iTunes, SoundCloud, and hopefully Spotify soon, guys. Let me know if you have anything you want to argue about or agree with. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I'll see you guys next time. Peace out.